Welcome to The Twin Geeks 182. We come to this place for magic. We come to The Twin Geeks to laugh, to cry, to rank films. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling when Matt shares the screen and we go through Nicole Kidman's filmography. Matt, how are you? I'm so glad you're joining us. I'm doing great, Calvin. How about you? Uh, good. I'm in the Nicole Kidman mode. Uh, as preface, you've seen, I think, everything on this list, and I've seen much of it, but not all of it. There's actually one movie on here that I have not seen, which we'll get to. <laughs> okay. I, I would like help is, watch. Is that, that the please help? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I put a little okay. tear down there for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I enjoyed. I like your. I like all your rankings. So, uh, because it's also an audio podcast, we'll just. Uh, say the rankings first uh, you want to run through what they are yeah yeah we're uh we're making a tier list of nicole kidman movies that's what we're doing on this podcast today and uh we've got the tiers here are uh, up at the top is perfect and powerful uh a is magic b is somehow reborn c <laughs> is not just entertained d is just not entertained e <laughs> is the horrendous regal ad that's the category uh, the regal ad that's good yeah have you seen that it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. They took it away now, I think. Oh, did they? Yeah, it's yeah. like, it makes you embarrassed to be a cinephile. It's just like they're squeezing 100 <laughs> movie quotes into like a minute. It's too much. Uh, and then there's another tier down here, Z, for movies that aren't even really Nicole Kidman movies. And we're just going to mention them for completeness. That's the only mm-hmm. one I have a question about, by the way. What what does that mean? Uh, not yeah, I mean, there are, like, there are a couple on here where she's just like a voice on the other side of the phone. Or like okay. she's in one scene or, you know, like... It's cameo roles if that basically yeah and then last tier please help for the one movie i have not seen sure, that you need help accessing or yes yeah DVDs of, yeah if, if yeah. someone can send a dvd or a vhs or well yeah we'll get to it whatever format laser disc i'll have to buy a player but yeah, yeah. if that's the only way <laughs> this has to happen then i'll do it whatever it takes for completion uh-huh. Why did you want to do this? Uh, you approached me with this. Uh, what was your like impetus for wanting to do the Nicole Kidman? <laughs> well, you, you were fishing around for Twin Geeks episodes, uh, things to rank, things to complete, and I was—I knew I had a few Nicole Kidman movies left. Okay. Uh, I, I thought we could turn this into an episode, but also uh, the AMC Nicole Kidman ad is uh, a very interesting piece of culture to me. Unironically, yeah. it's. It's such a bizarre thing to exist. It's been playing before every movie for the last two years that AMC has shown. <laughs> They've gone through a few iterations of it because like yeah. people got tired of it. So they cut it down to 30 seconds and then Did they? demanded they bring it back up to the full minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, and I, I heard they were doing like a sequel, but I think they're a little gun shy now because people love it so much. Yeah. Like over a year ago, uh, the writer of the ad who, who, um, it's like a, a actual like Hollywood figure. He wrote uh Captain Phillips, I I think, and some other okay. things. I, I can't remember who it is, but yeah. Uh yeah, he said he had already written the sequel. It's uh okay. it's 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 ready for when people uh get sick of the first one, I guess. But and maybe I, never, I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the longevity of these will be. Like if it's gonna be like those uh let's all go to the lobby, like yeah. those, those theater commercials, maybe like in, this will in like 80 decades. years they're going to be playing this at like a, a grindhouse showing before whatever film, right? Like once AMC is gone and you know, like future tense, it's going to be a one of those that they bring back for those showings. 
I'm sure. Yeah. And I keep like tags on my letterbox diary for theaters and things. So I, I checked how many times I think I've seen this and it's 148 uh, screenings at AMC <laughs> in the last two years when they started would, playing it. Would you say that's accurate? Like you've seen it that many times? Uh, my, Maybe like minus 10 because okay. sometimes I'm late and like I'll miss the ad or something. Sure. And, yeah. So at least 130 something times. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's pretty good numbers. I've seen it, you know, um, most of mine are press screenings, so I don't always get it, even at AMCs. Uh, so I'm very lucky when I get to go out to a regular uh, folks screening and get to see the AMC ad. I always love it. Um, it makes me feel good. Heartbreak feels good. Yeah. So <laughs> let's go. Let's get into this list here. So we'll start out with uh, her early teenage roles in Australia. Uh, that first one here is Skin Deep, and this is actually not a Nicole Kidman movie, in my opinion. She's in it for like one scene. She gets okay. uh, like uh, the guy at the modeling agency like says, hey, I'll give you a job if you sleep with me. And then I think he kills her or something. But She's gone oh. for the rest of the movie. She's not part of it. She didn't get a job. That's... No. Yeah. No. Okay, uh, next one is uh, Chase Through the Night, if I can find it in this huge sea of movies. She has 75, I think, we're doing here. That's quite uh, a few. Yeah, so she's not, it's a supporting role. I, I would okay. say it actually is a Nicole Kidman movie this time, but uh, she basically just gets kidnapped by some people doing crimes. She's like out in a shed and... Uh, Nothing really interesting happens. I'd say it's pretty boring. It's an Australian TV movie. I think okay. most of her early movies are just like cheap Australian TV so movies. Comparable to a Regal ad. Uh, yeah, say. comparable to a Regal ad. So sure. yeah, down in the bottom tier. Absolutely. Uh, next up is Bush Christmas. Uh, this one's a bit more interesting. Uh, her family is like uh they live out in the country i guess or in the outback maybe they've got like a really fast horse and then some criminals hear about that horse and come steal it because okay. you know, they they can uh make some money off of it it's not great though i mean it's still like the equivalent of a disney channel movie more or less so i'm i think i can put this down in d tier for just not entertained yeah that seems fair okay and now we can get to one that we've both seen and yes uh, that's bmx bandits you just watched this one, Calvin. What do you think of it? It has so much attitude and it feels like the time it was made. And it feels like what you would do in 83 if you could just make like an extreme sports movie with the real acting in it. Um, uh, how do you feel about it? It's from the director of uh, Leprechaun movies. Uh, at least yeah, yeah. It's Brian Trenchard Smith. He did Leprechaun 3 and 4, I think. He did some mm -hmm. other Ozploitation movies uh, like Dead End Drive-In, I think, yeah. is him off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, he's a fun director. Uh, fun thing about movie this movie is Nicole Kidman does not do her own stunts, and for those stunts, they just have a big guy in a wig. It doesn't really look like Nicole <laughs> <Yeah>. Kidman. <laughs> well, you can see it on a high on an HD transfer. That is definitely not her. What did I say? I said BMX bikes feel good in a place like this. Uh, the film stays so close to like that childhood moment or movement of a bicycle. Like it really does. Like the film moves and it's good. But like you say. Like the Nicole Kidman stunts aren't really her, so yeah, I don't so think we're, we're reborn. Uh, no. Hmm. Would you say you're more than? Would you? Are you just not entertained, or are you not I'm just somewhere between those? I could I could go either way on your push. Whatever you feel is. Uh, I I, th I like it. I I like it enough. I would watch it again because it's fun and it's so eighties. Uh, 
yeah, it's good definitely play. better than Bush Christmas here. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah that's good. Uh, and then we have Matthew and Son, which I couldn't find any kind of poster for anywhere. Oh. So I just <laughs> went with the IMDb backdrop with cool. like just a low quality image. I don't know if I can. Where is it? Here it is. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let me check my notes on this one because I've already forgotten almost everything about it. Oh, yeah. There's a few just like, I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, so the title is Matthew and Son. Nicole Kidman is Son's friend, girlfriend. Uh, she just like gets kidnapped with him again. Like another one of those. <laughs> Matt. Uh, there's only one review of this on Letterboxd, and you're the only friend I have that's seen it. <laughs> so, yeah, it has so. 11 views, I think. Like, it only popped up on YouTube within the last three months. Like, this okay. is actually pretty good timing. Like, a lot of these more obscure ones, like, I just, they, I like, when I went looking for them a few weeks ago, they were on YouTube and uploaded recently. So, that mm. was nice. She's not in it too much? It's not that no, much of a kid in movie? Okay. Yeah. Uh, after that is Wills and Burke. And so Wills and Burke, I guess, are like these Australian explorers who went around the country and like died sometime in the, I don't know, 1800s, whenever they were exploring Australia, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and this is like a black comedy about it. Nicole Kidman is an actress who was like uh, engaged to one of them before the trip and like she tries to put on a show about it. Uh, it's an annoying comedy. I don't like the kind of humor at all. I, I, it's yeah, uh, it's directed... Dire to watch. It's directed by Bob Wise. He's like the president of know. like, uh, well, he's like the president of like Dis Disney Imagineering. Imagineering, excuse me. Um, so he's like a, a significant figure at Disney right now. That's interesting. Um, oh, huh. he does like the parks and resorts for Disney. He's a president of all that stuff. Uh, that's neat um, that he did that, I guess. He hasn't done many other movies, just that one, it looks like. Yeah, when I was looking for it, <laughs> When I went looking for it, I actually found the wrong movie at first because okay. there is another movie about Wills and Burke from the same year. <laughs> it's called Burrs and Wills or Burke, Burke and Wills. And it's a serious like epic drama. It wasn't like, much imagineering that year. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, I would say this is Regal Ad Tier down at the bottom. Don't like Ooh. it at all. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So uh, with BMX Bandits, that started a trend for her early, early career where she played sporty teens. And here's the second one in that. That's Archer's Adventure. She rides horses. Okay. Is it just a like a girl horse movie or is it something more? Yeah. Just... Yeah. You, you nailed it on the head there. Okay. It's girl horse. All right. Uh -huh. Now, if I can find it, like I don't think it's too bad, but I would not say I was entertained by it. I'd say it's about <laughs> Bush Christmas and D tier okay. for just That makes sense to me. Uh, the the poster on Letterbox is almost unreadable for uh, Archer's Adventure. Yours is a little better. And uh, my copy of the movie was also almost unwatchable. <laughs> oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, very, very few pixels there. Okay. To see. So the poster is accurate on Letterbox. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, like, I, I assume most of these were probably just recorded off of TV yeah. onto a VHS tape in the 80s, and, like, someone found them in a garage sale recently and uploaded them to YouTube or something. Sure. Maybe yeah. Bob Wise in his free time. Is, uh... Uh -huh. So, next one is Wind Rider. This is another sporty Nicole Kidman movie, kind of. Actually, well, she is a rock star girlfriend of the windsurfer, so I guess she's not the sporty person in this one. Uh hmm. But it has some production value, got some fun sailing scenes. She's a fun character in it. I okay. 
I could put it up with BMX bandits, I think. Not not just entertained, seems fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one, another sporty Nicole Kidman movie. This time she does karate after school with like a secret club and the teachers have some kind of conspiracy. The name on Letterbox is Watch the Shadows Dance, but the poster says Nightmaster. Okay. Uh, not sure what the deal with that is. Uh, I don't like it very much. I'd say I was just not entertained by it, <laughs> hmm. but it's not annoying to me. It wasn't terrible. Not a pretty It little ad tier. it looks like it's the first one with like her face like prominently. Maybe Archer's Adventure too, but uh Well, and, and Skin Deep, she's right there on the front Oh yeah, with her yeah. huge hair, even though she's only in it for like a scene. This one starts to look like the blue and gray Kidman posters that are kind of popular in her filmography. Uh, just It's mostly her face is what I'm saying. Like everything else is kind of background to her suddenly. Um, Yeah, I assume a lot of these posters were like made retroactively, like after she right. got some fame Yeah. and then like they can market <laughs> okay. them. Yeah. That would be fair. Yeah. It wasn't the start of that trend. It was probably, yeah, retroactive. Yeah, and the next one is the one movie that I have not been able to find. I tried ordering a DVD from a warehouse across the other side of the world. Uh, it did not work. I had to get a refund. It came through. But uh, an Australian in Rome, if anybody knows where I can find this, if you have a copy, any please, I would love to watch an Australian Rome, an Australian in Rome. Uh, not just because it's the only Nicole Kidman I haven't seen, but it's directed by Sergio Martino, who's a big Italian director, did a lot of famous Jello, like uh, All the Colors of the Dark and uh, Okay. Torso. Yeah, like some great movies up there. And like, it's it's wild to me that this one is the one that I haven't been able to find, like out of all these like Australian TV, movie, TV movies that probably just aired once in the 80s or something like the one by a famous Italian director is the one that seems to be lost to time. Yeah, there's almost no ratings at all. There's like a few two out of tens, a 10 out of 10, not much else. Yeah, I don't know. Curious. I would love to know where those people are watching it. Right. Maybe they saw it way back then, but maybe they're lying. Uh, it also has a hilarious description on Letterboxd that's like clearly machine translated or something. I'm just going to read some. I'll read the last sentence. Uh, everything seems to wonder, proceed between the two, as in a beautiful tale with a happy ending, as long as it abides pure Luigi victim of a bad car accident. I don't know what that means. That seems like maybe like direct like from Italian like translation, but not translated. It's maybe a, but yeah, also maybe machine learned translation. <laughs> Unclear. Oh, that, well, that, that's what I mean by machine translated. Yeah, yeah, Like, if it just goes, absolutely. yeah. Uh... Okay, next one is the bit part. She is not the lead. She, in fact, has a bit of a bit part, but Okay. it's it's about uh, actors getting bit parts. Uh, Oh, so maybe. That that can't be not a Kidman movie then, because that's kind of the 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 purpose, right? yeah, I mean, the, the lead of the movie is like, uh, there's a male character who's the lead who actually uh, stars across her in another movie later. I don't remember his name, but um, yeah. It, it's okay it's it's not annoying to me it's not terrible so it's not regal ads here but i would say i was just not Just entertained not entertained. Okay. like i a lot of things are going into lower tiers here but i think that's inevitable when you're exploring an actor's filmography because with I think a director so. With one this big, especially. yeah with like over 70 movies like actors don't have full control over the movies they're in especially not when you're No. like a teenager just start getting your career started i mean Hmm. uh 
but if you take a deep dive into actors you're definitely gonna come across a lot of boring and terrible movies oh yeah absolutely next one is arguably not even a movie uh it was the tv pilot for a series that like seems to have been repackaged as a movie but uh it doesn't even have like an ending so i'm gonna say it's regal end here uh it's it's called room to move by the way it's another sporty teen nicole kidman movie this time she's a runner okay Um... okay next one is emerald city i hate this movie it's a writer's like fantasy about like like it's sort of presents itself as a parody of a middle-aged writer going through a midlife crisis but okay that that, that is just what it is almost like he, <laughs> he like goes after young nicole kid and everything it's kind of gross i just don't like it <laughs> okay yeah that doesn't sound great uh and now we have maybe the first really uh worthwhile movie here well bmx man is good but, yeah it's uh, worthwhile too but dead calm this is really her breakout movie that got her seen outside of australia this is only the second here. one that i've seen here um yeah i wouldn't recommend it's up in the top like right watch then, any of the other ones we've talked about so far <laughs> up in the top yeah. right you'll have dead calm there and yeah um i mean i kind of love it i kind of love like this kind of like um seafaring movie which uh I, it just has like a vibe to it and you could like see in her eyes that she's going to become like a big thing she looks great on camera she's like starting to like come into her age and uh maturing as an actor and she gets to play against sam neil and uh and billy zane which is really great for her yeah it's a really tense thrill that they're out on a boat they find B- billy zane he says everybody on his boat died of food poisoning but right there's probably something more going on here tense uh movie from philip noyce who did some of the jack ryan movies later and it's also mm. produced by george miller okay did some directing on it i think you it, noted i think it has yeah, a lot of george millerisms in it and maybe like uh some uh carryover from from how he directs things it, it kind of becomes a bottle episode right when they uh leave the husband behind on the other ship and uh they take her take it over but i think nicole kidman does a lot for it i think uh Somewhere between magic and reborn uh, would be fine. Um, I, I, I'd like it in magic. I think I like I, it I in magic too. I think I really want to see it again. And uh, also has <laughs> one of my favorite endings of this list where he takes the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a torch or a, um, what do you call flare it? Gun. A flare gun. And he shoots it through the sail and it goes like through his mouth and he like lights him up with it. Just incredible. Yeah, it's great uh okay and then after that is her first movie with tom cruise that's days of thunder this kind of changes everything Um, yeah yeah it's an american production her first one over there right right and uh and it's a tony scott movie so it's a certain kind of thing and it's just going to be like a redux of top gun which is kind of like her kind of fitting into um like the kelly mcgillis kind of role of top gun uh mm-hmm. I, I don't know i don't really like how it handles like the sexualization of her uh, uh but she seems like the strongest character also in that movie um uh, tough yeah unsurprisingly i don't like the movie about race cars not, <laughs> not my thing <laughs> yeah, yeah I, did. I mean they're i mean tony scott directs the hell out of it when they're moving like when the cars are going it's like not quite top gun like aerial maneuver but um I mean, 
I don't know. I don't I don't have strong feelings about it. So just not entertained feels fair. Yep, down in D tier. Uh next up, flirting. Uh this is like a coming of age young teenage romance movie. Uh Nicole Kidman is not the lead. It's uh Noah Taylor and uh Tandaway Newton, I think is how you say her name. Mm-hmm. Uh Naomi Watts is in there too. Uh, but again, like Nicole Kim is not in it much, but it is a supporting performance. Uh, I, I like the movie though. I would say I was not just entertained by it. It's sweet. Okay. Have you seen this one? No, I haven't yet. Uh, here's the, here it is. Um, yeah, we'll just put that there. Cool. Yeah, I'm good with it. I want to see it. So I think it's interesting. Interesting actresses in it. Uh, next one is Billy Bathgate which is i think goodfellas exploitation like it really wants to be a like scorsese gangster kind of movie i think <laughs> okay. she, she's definitely supporting in it it's mostly like a dustin hoffman movie Bashemi's in there too oh I yeah say. from I the was... from the director of kramer versus kramer so maybe like a Ho- maybe a hoffman vehicle again yeah yeah i would say i was just not entertained okay <laughs> <laughs> they amuse me every time you say that it's good um yeah, uh, that seems fine. Have you seen Far and Away, directed by Ron Howard? This is the second Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman movie. I don't believe I have. Uh, have they like they got together like right away in the first one, right? Like right after Days of Thunder, or no? Yeah, that sounds right to me. Um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I think so. So they kind of changes her career in interesting ways. Um, yeah, like most of these movies now are American instead of Australian. Definitely I don't know where she loses like the accent along the way. Was it Days of Thunder? I think she kind of had still a bit of a... I, I think her... I'm pretty sure she's had her full accent in Days of Thunder. Wasn't her character still Australian? I believe so, I... yeah. Yeah. Um, but She uh, loses it soon, though. Yeah, she's like an Irish immigrant in Fear and Away, isn't she? Or, okay. or Far and Away, or maybe just Tom Cruise's. But they're immigrants uh, trying to bake their way in uh in the new world okay, uh, very much it's long it's boring not a, a ron howard <laughs> guy myself no just not entertained just not entertained uh next one is an aaron sorkin script uh malice okay. haven't seen malice either uh she's got a she's got a fun role in it the premise mm. starts with uh like she's under surgery for something and something goes wrong and the doctor like ends up removing her ovaries and mm-hmm. uh maybe he didn't need to do that and so they sue but there are twists to this story it's very twisty uh sorkin and thriller mode uh i think it's okay i okay. was not just entertained uh, sure there's something more going on there yeah next is my my life with michael keaton she's supporting him he is uh i think he has pancreatic cancer or some kind of cancer and it's uh it's about that it's her about their relationship as they go through it i don't think it's anything special have you seen this one know anything about it no okay let's move on to die for you just did you just watch this one i believe yeah yeah it's it's all right um how do you feel about it it's a I like it. Uh, She's got uh, Joaquin Phoenix like simping for her. Like, just who else is in there? Uh, 
I can never and, remember his name. Uh, Matt Dillon's in there. And, yeah. And Casey Affleck. So they are uh, Gus Van Sant guys too. Uh, those other three kind of work with him regularly. Um, I really like a Gus Van Sant movie. Like a, I think not just entertains perfectly fine here. Uh, okay. Next is Batman Forever. Curious how you feel about this one. <laughs> um, where are you at with it? What do you think of her role? Of her role? Uh, yeah. She's fine in it. Yeah. I mean, again, like most of these movies she's supporting and that's the, that's just how being an actress is historically. You don't get as many leading parts. Yeah. You don't get to be Batman. Yeah. Um, uh, I hate Jim Carrey in it. I, I, I always find him annoying. I, I never like his stick. No, uh, I, yeah. I, I could see him not being a Matt guy. Uh, that would be fair. I think. Um I would put this down and just not entertained personally, unless you want to fight for it somewhere else. No, I think, I think that's fine. And uh, I don't think, you know, it's not the best Batman movie, even from that time. Um, All right. Next one from Jane Campion, the portrait of a lady. Uh, our friends at the stacks have been covering James Campion recently. And I think mm -hmm. you also just watched this movie. Yeah. And I really like Jane Campion's vibe in it. And I think it's, um, really interesting always to adapt a Henry James story because he's one of my favorite authors uh, that I think it really carries over from like literature to literature of the screen uh, and Campion's perfect for that. Um, not like the greatest movie, but hmm, the last shot. Would you put it on the same tier as Dead Calm? Uh, maybe. I, I mean, would you, how do you feel about it? Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this one. Okay. Uh, I, I liked it fine. I was like, it's just kind of uh, the stuffier costume, uh, more character driven stuff. wasn't I wasn't as big into it at the time. Maybe I would mm -hmm. like it more now, but it's I think it's been a while. Like so my main argument for it is just like direction, because like the gothic lighting and everything, and how the light is played with and framed. It's uh, I'd maybe do. You know, maybe somehow reborn would be okay. It's still a somehow, though. The the lady, the portrait of the lady's not on fire yet. Um, okay. Uh, leading man. This one is not a Nicole Kidman movie. She just appears okay. on TV to give Bon John Bon uh, John Bon Jovi's character an award. Uh, okay, that's, that's it? it. Yeah, that's it. So as I can't even I can believe that's a it. credit. Sometimes I feel like that maybe you know. Yeah. I don't I don't I guess it's ambiguous whether she was herself or not like it didn't mm. say and here's Nicole Kidman to give the award she just gave the award but um sure. do, you, do you see it in the bank here sorry oh the leading man yeah, yeah right not there. a Nicole Kidman movie moving on to cool. the peacemaker it's Nicole Kidman with George Clooney they're doing war stuff intelligence <laughs> stuff yeah. I just don't care I started it and I just didn't care enough to, to finish it even for this project I was just I don't you know we're not going to rank it high I don't have to make a big argument for it. I'm good. Yeah, I think this is regal ad here. I just do not care. Yeah, yeah, same. Okay. It would be funny to put like one that is a Nicole Kidman movie and like not a Nicole Kidman. Like it's that bad, but but we don't have to do that. Uh, if if you want to make the case for any movie, you know, speak up. No, I'm, but, uh, I'm good for now. <laughs> next up is Practical Magic with Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock as uh, witchy sisters. Right, that's what's going on yeah. there. Like yeah. I watched it with Jess and Ezra like recently, but I, I was kind of divided and had to do some chores and stuff. So I didn't log it. And then 
I've watched like bits and pieces with them again. They kind of like having it on. Uh, so I'd, I'd argue at least above, you know, above D tier, maybe. Yeah, I, I put it in C tier for not just entertained. I mean, it's kind of like, it's fun. It's witchy. It's, you know, uh, our family kind of likes that kind of thing about stories about women and witches. And uh, we need more of those. Yeah. Uh, now, I think we can like look at some of the top tiers for this next one because it's eyes wide shut. Cool. Um, Do yeah. we even need to say anything here? Can we just put this in perfect and powerful? I think it's just like a transformation, like for like the kind of serious actor she is. Like the gravitas of Nicole Kidman is achieved because she's in a Kubrick movie with Tom Cruise that like elevates both of them like out of where they were. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is her third and final film with Cruz divorce not long after this, right? Probably, I possibly think. because, like, partly because of this movie, right? Like, it seems like entangled at least in that time. Um, a lot of drama around the movie, it seemed like. Yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't. I wasn't following movies at that time. I was <laughs> just a toddler. I, I wouldn't have gotten all those details. Yeah. But, uh, Next up is perhaps my favorite Nicole Kidman movie, and that's Moulin Rouge. That's your favorite? Uh, I would put this in perfect okay. and powerful. Yeah, I love it. It's I think it's so fun. The jukebox musical format, everything, it's it's perfect to me. Do you like it? I like it, I think, enough to kind of support that argument. And uh, uh, I'm trying to think if it's like perfect and powerful. I think I just like it. I, I think I've probably underrated it, if anything, but um, my... Uh, Patience for Baz Luhrmann has gone up as I've gotten older. So, um, yeah, it's by far my best favorite Baz Luhrmann movie too. <laughs> it's, I think it yeah. is good. Maybe a yeah, I have Gatsby rated above it, so I have to revisit this one. Let's put it. Yeah, I'm happy with Magic if you are, uh, but it could go up if you want. Okay, I, I yeah, I, I would put it at the top, but I'll settle for Magic for now. Okay. Uh, next up is the others. Hmm uh did you watch I, I watched this one recently i think you might have been there with me the others i'm trying to remember <laughs> it's such a well i did see she's it. like in I this don't... spooky gothic mansion and there seem to be ghosts around there's a twist at the end <laughs> as i open my reviews uh this is my third review that says something feels good in a house like this i'm like Harper <laughs> feels good in a house like this i've done this at least three times so far so how many times have i repeated this joke at it's, least. it's a powerful ad yeah, you know, it sticks with you. It it clearly affected my writing in many ways. Uh, hmm. uh, studious of old ghost stories in ways that feel academic, but not evocative of them. Uh, good credit to the actors, I said. Uh, hmm. I'm not sure Personally, where to go with it. I'd put this up in magic. I really like it. Okay. Yeah. If you want to do that, I'll go with it. I like it. Okay. Uh next one is birthday girl nicole kidman is like a russian mail order bride who's like as presents herself as a refugee or something but then she's actually like a scam on the guy and mm. like she like she calls him the mafia and they'd like rob him or something okay i don't like it at all okay uh, fine <laughs> that's fine I, I don't know if it's just not entertained or regal ad but it's it's one of those Jez Butterworth is it it's like his only movie only two movies here um I don't know yeah I mean you could do Regal ad if you want to but you know might as well why not yeah let's fill up that Hmm. Uh, 
Next one is David Fincher's Panic Room. You might be wondering, where is Nicole Kidman in Panic Room? She's on the other end of a phone line. It's not a okay, Nicole Kidman yeah. movie. I, I was wondering. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Uh, next is The Hours, which she won her Oscar for. Hmm. Uh, did you just watch this one or not? I kind of started it. I haven't had time for it, but uh, what do you think of it? I... I think it is fine. It's very much an Oscar movie. It's Stephen Daldry making prestige movie. Everybody's acting. I just don't care for it too much. I would say, you know, it's fine. I would say not just entertained. There's something there. Like it's mm-hmm. not as bad as the things down and just not entertained. I mean, the director seems like he's kind of in that arc. He did the reader and uh, extremely loud and incredibly close. I love the reader, but uh, I just might love that book. So. Maybe he's onto something. Um, I yeah, I didn't finish like hours. Okay, uh, if you didn't finish it, uh, then you were just not entertained. Yeah, that's so fine. Let's put it there. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, next one, Dogville. Mm. Lars von Trier. Uh, maybe her meatiest leading role. Yeah, I, at least I think... one of them in it the most i really like it i think it's so artistic and cool that i think at least in the b i mean you can move it up if you want to but um yeah i was thinking a magic or s perfect and powerful i don't know maybe not perfect and powerful maybe it's like near the top of the a's but yeah why don't you move your moulin rouge up it's bothering me that you didn't get like you were so passionate about it that i want you to have it up there we go okay i feel good now um yeah now the list is perfect and powerful good exactly uh okay dogville oh yeah um if you like dogville watch hypnotic that's all i'm gonna say commentary coming out yeah hypnotic putting that out there all right next up the human stain now Mm. uh do you watch this one no i was thinking about it i i was looking at it this morning what do you think of it uh i'll just tell you what it's about so uh Anthony Hopkins is a professor. He hmm. says something that might be a bit racially insensitive and like people, you know, s- students report him to the board or whatever. And so he's dealing with this. Nicole Kidman, I think, is she is wife in it? That'd be quite huh. an age gap if yeah, I, it would I be it's strange, been a while. But, but um that happens in some movies. So. Well, this movie has a twist. The twist is that um Anthony Hopkins is actually a passing black person. And so what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> okay, that's what this cover is trying to show. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, that that goes down in Regal Ad. Um, uh, as soon as I can find the poster in our bank. And it's here. from the director Billy Bathgate, also. So working with him again, uh, for whatever reason. Yeah, it's terrible. We're putting they don't down work well together. Keep them separated. Old Mountain. I like this one a bit. Have you seen it? I love Cold Mountain. Uh, I love oh. the book. Uh, it's a Nicole Kidman. As if you were, I'm like a, I'm like a voracious fan of this book, and I kind of like want to support it. I, I even loved it more in theater. But then I think I read the book afterwards. And I'm like, well, this is just a good version of that. It's all right. Um, so, I mean, I'd probably do like somehow reborn, but I don't know how it's held up. Right? Like, I I watched it a lot back in like the early two thousands. You have to like tell me like is it still like relevant? I think my friends like it. Uh, it's been like four years since I've seen it. Maybe yeah. I okay. mean, it's got a like a wide cast. Renee Zellweger's in there. I think she, that's where she got her Oscar. 
uh who else is in it uh is it jude law or am i hmm. yeah jude law it, it's a philip seymour hoffman too yeah it's a stacked cast uh that kind of uh, real production <laughs> i don't know how else to right it is like a big yeah. production a lot of production design they're like setting up the town it's like coming into being kind of like um McCabe and Miss Miller in a way. Um, and it's kind of like that, like up in the cold mountains. And uh, I, I just like that kind of setting. So I'm in like some high reborn territory. I feel great about that. Okay. Next is the Stepford Wives. Hmm. Uh, have I you seen either version of this? Yeah, I'm a fan of the original. Uh, the remake is definitely not as good. It is oh. flawed in its messaging, though. It's, it's very campy. Like, I think this could also like... It, it sort of parallels showgirls in a way okay. where I think it's a very flawed way to depict its message, but like it's th there's commitment to it that I kind mm. of respect, but I, I don't really like the movie that much. I would put it in just not entertained. Seems like a hard thing to adapt again. Like I think step for wives kind of nailed it in the seventies. I think we're okay. Um, on step for wives. <laughs> yeah. I just can't find it. There it is. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, uh birth now if anything is somehow reborn it's birth right <laughs> mm, jonathan glazer's mm, well i mean that's the plot of the movie yeah i mean but, yeah i know uh, it, it is better than that as a tier I agree. no yeah okay cool <laughs> <laughs> okay i i was trying to hold my tongue here because glazer of course is my favorite director of all time um yeah, I just rewatched it this morning. Uh, Glazer's Did you? been on, yeah, because I pre okay. prepare for this and I picked a couple to rewatch. It was Dead Calm and Birth because uh, Glazer's Great, been on thanks. my mind with a Zone of Interest. I saw it Tiff a few weeks ago. So, I mean, this, you know, this might be my favorite Kidman performance. I think it has like her best moment in like the opera hall. And uh, I, I think perfect and powerful for me. But uh, where are you? Yeah. At? Uh, I would put it in magic probably, but if I got Moulin Rouge up there, we can yeah, get birth let's, up there. Let's too, make I a compromise so. that this is my Moulin Rouge because this is sure. the one I feel strongest about. And uh, I think it's like the most her performance has ever moved me where I was like, holy shit, that is, I would say literally uh, her her AMC ad is quite like her opera, uh, performance in birth. But they have a little bit of parallel there. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, next one is not. It's The Interpreter by Sidney Pollack. Uh, his oh. last movie, actually. Or his last... Um, uh, I think he he worked on a documentary that came out after this. Uh, like, way after his death. Like, 10 mm. years or so later or something. I don't, I don't remember. But um, I don't like this. She has a terrible accent. Maybe her worst accent oh. in anything. I don't even remember what kind of accent it's supposed to be. Uh, but I like, in fact, the only thing I remember about this movie is her accent. Uh, Maybe Regal I, ad then. If that's the takeaway, I feel like that's not even just okay. not being entertained. That's maybe bad. Yeah, we can forget about it. Sorry, Sydney Pollack. Rest in peace. But yeah, yeah, they shoot horses, don't they? Still great though. You know, you, you made some good movies. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, that's great. We should. I should have you on for that if you ever want to. Um, That'd it's be so good. good. One. Yeah uh now bewitched with she's in the lead one of mm -hmm. uh but she's with will ferrell and i hate mm. will ferrell <laughs> i mean that's kind of like a counterbalance isn't it i like uh will ferrell sometimes um have you seen I'm bewitched trying to remember if i have i feel like it's like 
just like outside of when I would have seen something like that because I was like exiting high school around that time probably. Um, hmm. I don't. I don't care about it. <laughs> I feel like I've maybe seen it in high school, and I don't. It doesn't matter that I've seen it. I'll put it in just not entertained then. Cool. Uh, next one's a bit of a weird one. It's called Fur, an imaginary portrait of Diane Arbus. And what? so this being an imaginary portrait, uh, like I think it's, you know, that means it, it's loosely based on a real person in events. I don't know how, I think it must be very loose to earn this name, but Nicole Kidman, I think is like, she's an author or a reporter. And then Robert okay. Downey Jr., is a man whose entire body is just covered in very long hair. Like he looks like, um, uh, what, what's like the hair guy? He's like an Adams family person, or he, he's maybe a monster. He's like, yeah, just all hair. He's kind of like that. There's like a, a like cousin like, it or whatever it is. Or, yeah, there's know. like an erotically charged shaving scene where like she shaves off all his hair. Uh, <laughs> and they make a coat out of it that she wears. It's a weird movie. I don't I, like it, but I wouldn't believe you if I didn't think you were very serious about this red kid. So, uh, I don't know, maybe regal ad because I mean, the, well, the fur coat's kind of funny though. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's funny enough to be not, just not entertained. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's as good as Bush Christmas, it, right? It sounds cool. It's, it's a weird but... movie, uh, which makes okay. it at least interesting enough not to put down at the bottom, I think. Yeah. Now, Happy Feet, uh, mm. she voices Norma Jean, whoever that is. Do you do you happen to remember who Norma Jean is in Happy Feet? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I mean, do I know who anyone is in that's also a good point elijah wood's the main one right okay yeah i mean i i still couldn't have come up with that so i mean like a at least it's a, a return okay, well how to do you her... feel about happy feet in general then? it's a return to her roots uh australian filmmaker uh, no you i don't are? yeah um i don't know like these children's movies i don't feel like are representative of an actor so i maybe uh just not entertain seems fair um I don't hate mm-hmm. Happy Feet. I've seen it a lot. <laughs> I haven't seen it since 2006, probably. Okay. So. Yeah. You don't need to. I mean, I, I need to sometimes, but yeah, I don't think you need to. Um, and it kind of starts like whatever's, <clears throat> excuse me, still happening with like the troll movies of like these uh, sing along, like uh, what would you call them? These these musicals about like popular songs and, and just animals like anthropomorphized dancing. Um that's yeah i've never seen any of those trolls movies i've seen the sings okay it's kind of like sings as well uh yeah so i think it started something happy feats may be better than some of those maybe i should watch it again with ezra i like george miller maybe i just want to excuse him you seen happy feet too that's another one i don't remember (laughs) i don't remember it i've seen happy feet a lot more than happy feet too apparently she is not in happy feet too i don't know what happened to norma jean maybe she didn't make it but no uh... we'll move on to the fourth uh version of invasion of the body snatchers this time just called the invasion 2007 she's with daniel craig i don't think uh, i knew that was a thing that it was i didn't know that she was in wait is it really is it connected yeah yeah it's, it's invasion of the body snatchers it's the fourth one of those after the 50s one with don by don siegel then there's 78 by philip kaufman i think abel ferrara in 93 and then it's this one and, and those are all interesting movies because like the way uh the concept of invasion of the body snatchers is versatile enough yeah that it like reflects different societal fears at each point in time and this one is definitely like a post 
9-11 like Iraq war kind of thing and it's Okay, this is on my watch list now. I mean, I I just you know even if it's semi good, I I think that's so interesting to make. Uh, yeah uh, I don't know if it's great but it, like okay. it is it's interesting I, I could put it in either just not entertained or not just entertained I can't argue since I haven't seen it, but I I'm yeah so curious. I Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman sounds like a great pairing to me too. yeah it's in it's in yeah we'll put it in c for the bump to get people to see it maybe uh, Yeah. maybe i'm wrong about not liking it right in Maybe to the yeah, show maybe it'll be good. I'm gonna see that one soon, I think. okay Hmm. uh margo at the wedding you just saw this what do you think Hmm. of it Yeah, I think <laughs> I I saw I've seen quite a few of these movies now, like the celebration or a fire from this year where it's like families getting together and uh like what chaos happens when they uh kind of go into like a black comedy situation. And Noah Baumbach, I think, is really good for that kind of thing. Um Have you seen you've seen all of them, of course, Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I like this one. I like Margot with the Wedding. I like Noah Baumbach. Uh, Yeah. it's got a fun cast in there with uh, Jack Black's in there, Jennifer I think it Jason Lee. Like, I think it's the last movie before they broke up, maybe. I think maybe it's over discounted because the characters are so unlikable, but it's so on purpose that I think not just entertains perfectly fine, but I mean, do you want to do reborn? I don't I don't Uh, know. I don't feel super Okay. strongly about it. I'm fine with I don't just not I don't either. knowing her. I, I think people should watch it, I guess, because I think Bombach's just interesting enough. Yeah, I guess if uh, you're a listener or a video watcher wondering what these tiers all mean, anything in C tier, not just entertained or above, is something that might be worth checking out. And everything below Hmm. is probably something safe to ignore. <laughs> I feel like I I've done okay so far then. I feel like I've seen, you know, mostly what I what I need uh to get by on this show, but Yeah. we'll see how it goes. Now, The Golden Compass is next. Did, have you seen that or even read the books? Because I read those books quite a lot when I was a teenager. I really loved them, and I hated the movie because <laughs> it's That's very different and cuts out important things. it just won't be my time again. Like it it was like again like me going to college and just like I wasn't gonna watch the Golden Compass. But Fair enough, yeah. Uh, I don't care about this, but it's it sounds Lord like of you the have Rings, more Harry feeling. Potter exploitation. They really wanted to cash in on that epic fantasy thing. And then they cut out most of the plot lines that would like make sequels possible. It, it's Oh, very, very <laughs> strange why decisions. would you do that? Yeah, Uh, I, I don't yeah. it's a bad adaptation. Uh, That would but make a better I, I movie. like this the core material enough Okay. that I don't want to put it down in Regal Ad. So And it's just another not Daniel entertained. Craig uh, partnership. Yeah, That's interesting. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm probably not going to see that. <laughs> I don't No, know. I'm, it's better than Aragon if we're talking about like Okay. failed uh, fantasy adaptations of the 2000s. There's every possibility as like Ezra's a young adult that we're going to see that. I'm going to say I'm going to save it for then. I will see it then. Oh, and they even like tried, they made like an HBO series a couple years ago. I don't Yeah, know yeah, how I far think they I, got into that. I, I think I'm I never more watched familiar any with of that. it. I watch like I watch two episodes of every HBO show, uh, so <laughs> that's good. I'm saving them for prison. So. uh, next is Boz Lerman back again with the most Australian movie ever made called Australia with Nicole Kidman and he Uh, Hugh Jackman. Would you uh, rank Long. it down under also? 
I, I would rank it down under down in D for just not entertained. It's a big bloated mess. I don't like it, but it's it's something. Baz Luhrmann still has style. It's at least interesting. It's not regal ad. Have you seen I'd put this it one? yeah Have I'd you put suffered it in through it? not a Kidman movie it's offensive it's offensive to me but uh no Oh, just not you're entertains probably I mean Baz Luhrmann looks better than like whatever's in the regal ad section right yeah. uh even a Baz bad Luhrmann seems like it'd be more worth watching than some of those uh worthwhile maybe that uh, worthwhile kind of bad Now, the next one might not be a very good movie, but I do think it's a very interesting movie, again, and that's Nine, directed by Bob Marshall. Now, and uh, there's a very wide world of uh, directors making their own eight and a half, whether it's uh, Takeshi Kitano, Glory to the Filmmaker, or Yeah. Bob Fosse, all that jazz, Woody Allen, Stardust Memories, and Yuri to Bardo. Right. But nine is different because it's it's not Rob Marshall making his eight and a half. It's Rob Marshall, like remaking eight and a half as a musical. Like it, it's not personal to him in that way, but he's doing it in the style of like Bob Fosse, who's Chicago. He adapted in uh, a few years earlier to the best picture winner, which I think is a great movie. But yeah, nine is a bit of a mess, I think. But it, I, I, it does kind of. fascinated me in that way Okay. it's got daniel day lewis at the center he's a uh, guido uh, a lot of great actresses in the supporting roles like sphere loren uh Who has penelope uh, Marion cruz Cotillard on it? That's good. Uh, I have to maybe check it out. yeah i put it in not just entertained even if it might not be the strongest movie And the director seems to do a lot of the same stuff now. Like he just did The Little Mermaid, and you know he did a one of the later Pirates movies. Uh, I mean, he just seems oh yeah to adapt other people's stuff later on in his career. that pirates movie is terrible but he did stranger tides right Yeah, along with yeah, the little that mermaid one's bad. yeah Yeah, um. He did Mary Poppins Returns. That's fine. Uh, fine. Yeah. That, I mean, that seems interesting. I like Daniel Day Lewis too. Uh-huh. uh-huh uh next one is another oscar nomination for her and that's rabbit hole um did you see this one or not No, another I'm very interested in and almost saw several times. Uh, I think the plot is something like Miles Teller, like ex, like is it a he kills somebody in a car accident by accident, or like maybe her kid or something. It's been a while for me, but she's like dealing with the grief and like this person in her life who did this to her, even if it was an accident. I think it's a good performance, a good movie. Cool. Uh, I I put it not just entertained or somehow reborn. I like her doing like indie stuff too. Like I like that she's like facilitating between like Golden Compass and maybe I could do this indie grief movie. That's great. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm fine if you want to do Reborn. I, I want to see it. Actually, Maybe. I don't know if I like it Okay. that much. And now that, like, when I was talking through it, I realized I couldn't even remember what the central conceit is exactly. So maybe it's not, shouldn't be up at the top. Sure, that's good. Now, here's one that probably should go at the bottom. That's Just Go With It, the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, she's not in it too much. Uh, it's mostly Jennifer Aniston is the, have you, is the other lead with Adam Sandler? I don't know if you've seen this one, but... Uh, Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I did in theater. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> which is unfortunate. A lot of unfortunate Sandler movies I've seen. Yeah, I think Nicole Kidman comes into it because like uh, Jennifer Aniston, like she's what is 
she's a Sandler's assistant, right? And like mm. he pays her to pretend to be his girlfriend or something, and she makes up a name based on her friend from college. And she so she calls herself Devlin, and then that friend from college shows up in the same place, and it's weird that they both have the same name, Devlin. <laughs> I, I think that's yeah, that's how Nicole Kidman comes into it because she's Devlin, but it's Regal Ebb here. It's an Adam Sandler movie, and it sucks. I don't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know who I'm apologizing to. Maybe yeah. our friend Kevin, if he's listening. But yeah, uh, apologies to Kevin. That uh, I mean, you know, uh, it seems just like all the other Happy Medicine, like uh, vacation movies or whatever. Fine. Um. Now, Trespass. Uh, this is another filmmaker's last movie. This one's Joel Schumacher's. Um, she uh, she ended a lot of uh, directors' careers, wouldn't you say? Uh. It seems to be at the tail to. end of like Kubrick and, and Schumacher yeah. and Pollock, like Pollock, uh, significant yeah. directors. Maybe, maybe there's some, maybe there's something there. Maybe I don't know. Mm. Future filmmakers should watch out. Don't want to yeah. make your last movie. <laughs> uh, she's the victim of a home invasion, or her, her whole family is her with Nick Cage. Uh, I'd say just not entertained. Not very good. I'm. I, I'd say most of Joel Schumacher's movies. Oh. This is the second time Schumacher's here, isn't he? Because yeah, uh, Batman, Batman Forever. Yeah. yeah. It's a reunion. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, Schumacher, I mean, his Batman's terrible, but he has perspective. I, I don't know. I don't know if Trespass does. No, I don't. I, I put it down and just not entertained. Could be Regal Ad, maybe. If I were to rewatch it right now, maybe mm-hmm. I'd hate it, but didn't leave a strong enough impression. Uh, Hemingway and Galhorn. Uh, now she's in like in the 2010s she sort of enters this era where she's doing like all this prestige like historical biopic fiction kind of stuff yeah, lots of like book also... club type stuff that was a uh... oh god i wish she was in book club that would be <laughs> sure that'd be fun. like a, i mean like a like based on like literature like yeah. literary stories kind of uh-huh. what i mean um and i think they're just very dry and not my thing i don't like i most of these next batch of movies i don't like at all i i put it down in regal ad they're just not entertained just for being so boring i don't care sure. for it um hmm. uh, i don't know yeah like I, i'm a big hemingway guy which i think we'll probably find out in a little bit but uh Oh, have you seen this one? Yeah, Sorry, yeah you I have. I do just not entertain, though, even though I'm a huge guy. Maybe because I'm a huge Hemingway person. Uh, it's just not enough. Um, that's fine. Now, next is The Paperboy. Not the debut film from Matt Farley and Charles Roxburgh, but... Wish it were. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, this one's by Lee Daniels, and it's got Zac Efron, and Nicole Kidman pisses on his face. I think that's a regal ad. Oh, I was going to say somehow reborn, but I mean, maybe that oh, moment right. because you're screwed. <laughs> but to, to be clear, you have this rated at a half star on Letterboxd. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one out of 10, but I thought we were just talking about that singular moment. But I mean, yeah, you're right. Like as a whole moment, like as a whole movie. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Lee Daniels is my guy. I think I'm kind of out on him. Uh, I found Billy Holiday so like offensive as like someone in recovery and just thinking about the FBI and the role of the the murder there. But that's all that's all extra stuff. Uh, the whole like Nia Simone and Holiday stories just so like interesting to me. But maybe I'm out on Lee Daniels. What I'm saying. Yeah, I think the Paperboy might be like the most actively bad movie we've had here yet. Like most are just like oh I cheap poor constructions, like boring whatever. But this, the Paperboy is just 
absolutely terrible. I, Let's I, move I, on to better movies. Yeah, I just go watch the uh, Motorn movie and listen to our episode on that. That's all you got to do. Uh-huh. Um, so Stoker, I love this one. I know you watched it very recently yeah. and did not Stoker's, like it as much. I mean, it's fine. Uh, I think it's okay. I think it's clear that it's not like a uh, Park Chan-wook script, though, to me. Like, it's not his story. It doesn't feel like... I mean, it feels like there's bits and pieces of, like, the handmaiden emerging here. Um, what do you like so much about it? Uh, I, I, I love the cast. Uh, Mia Wasikowska in the lead and how, like, she's discovering she's like into more violent things like uh her uncle coming to visit the family it's like what's the hitchcock movie where like the uncle shows up and he's not the uncle or something <laughs> yeah I, I don't remember the name of it right sure. i don't either I, I know what you're talking about but yeah yeah i think it's just a really tense thriller and the scene with the metronome and the the letters on the stairs so many great shots in there everything's mm. brilliantly composed uh i would put it in magic or perfect and powerful for me i don't know how high i can talk you up on this i i think magic's probably the highest i'd go but i'd probably do somehow reborn myself just because i think the script is so weak and Park chan would just over directs like the hell out of like kind of a bad script i think it performances are really good though so you can talk me up if you if you want this in magic i'll i'll let this happen um i'm fine uh, if you want to I- do that well, maybe we'll revisit okay. it when we get through some more here. Uh, the Railway Man, this is just another prestige historical fiction thing that I could not care less about. Um, is she going for Oscars in this period, do you think? I don't know, because she, she already had three nominations at this point. She already yeah. won for the um, the hours, right? So I don't I don't think so. Like, these aren't, like, it's not like these are big directors or right. anything like that. Like, the I, I don't know. I don't understand this wave of movies. Maybe she was just taking what she could get. Maybe this was just a low point in her career in that sense. I don't know. But yeah, maybe she had personal things going. I mean, we never know what's in someone's life either. Yeah, that's that's true. Don't want to pass too much judgment, but I'd put Railway Man probably in just not entertained. Uh Grace of Monaco, another one. She's playing Grace Kelly, but after her acting career when she's princess or queen of Monaco, whatever whatever happened like to her. My there. wife would be fascinated. I bet she's seen it and has a lot to say about it. I wish I asked her about it. But she glows. Grace. Is Kelly. she around? Can we get her on right now? No. Uh she's no, okay. making food for Ezra right now. Uh, uh I think it's painfully dull again there's somebody playing hitchcock in it asking her to come back to do another movie that's at least Mm -hmm. interesting but it's her just wrestling with moroccan politics for the most time for most of the movie i i don't care i put it down a regal ad or just not entertained uh i mean it sounds more interesting to me than the regal ad movies because i'm just okay maybe i'm just interested in grace kelly and like her after uh career because i think it's fascinating that she became like a princess it's that just doesn't happen to most yeah almost anyone next Uh is before i go to sleep uh nicole kidman wakes up she's lost her memory this guy's telling her he's her husband is that what's really going on is there some gaslighting going on i don't know it Uh, sounds so basic like it sounds like such a basic script idea but i haven't you know yeah don't know what it is that's about it you know there is gaslighting wow who, who would have expected uh, <laughs> he, he's not her husband so just right. not entertained wow yeah who would have guessed um Paddington. I mean, 
Are we already in Addington? Okay. Yeah, we're, we're blazing through these things. Yeah. We've only uh, got like I, 20 to go. We've I mean, gone like through 50. Her role in Paddington is, I think, one of her, you know, like highlights, right? Like, I don't know. Was it just the first one? Is she in both? She's in the yeah, first she, one. Yeah, she's right? the villain in the first one, and that's it. Yeah. Okay, they... she hasn't come back. That's right. No. Um, and she plays, uh, what's her name, like Malicent or something? Or Mal, it's not Maleficent, but it sounds like Malicent. And I think uh, she plays such a funny villain in it. And it's such a funny way to use Nicole Kidman after this kind of dry period of, you know, kind of basic literature, Oscar, contemplative stuff. I, I really yeah. like it. Um, I love Paddington. You like okay, magic or reborn? Um magic. I, I think it's I, I don't think it's better than I, I think it's better than Portrait of a Lady in Cold Mountain. Okay. The, sure. My only yeah. thing is it's not a you know, I think Paddington two is maybe a classic and I just don't watch Paddington one that much, is my only argument. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It is a bit overshadowed, but, but Paddington right. two is not on this list. So what she does in it is I think one of the great things in the Paddington movies between them. Uh, I'm good with that. Okay. Magic. Now we're back to dry historical stuff with Werner <laughs> Herzog's The Queen of the Desert. This mm. one's got R-Pats. Um, I would say just not entertained again. I don't care. Okay. I'm sorry. I I don't like the historical fiction stuff like this. doesn't usually do it for me. You'll find out maybe I do in a little bit. But, uh, we'll see. Okay. But you haven't seen this one, right? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Yeah. No, it's Strangerland. Her she's back in Australia for this one, I think, hmm. with uh Joseph Fines. And she hasn't uh, done a lot of that. I guess that's interesting. Yeah, I, I it's been I guess since Happy Feet since she did anything Australian. <laughs> and yeah. before Happy Feet, like back to the nineties. So yeah. That uh, that big Australian movie about the the penguins and that yeah of course uh, uh I think she's like um a suppressed housewife kind of narrative uh, uh like like Todd Haynes safe kind of but oh, nowhere uh, near as great as safe no. okay. uh Fair. it could I would not put well, it above the most tier. things are not as good as safe I'll say uh, <laughs> that's true it's but, hard to be as good as safe I mean that's a great movie uh. Okay, if it's not good though, it's not good. Yeah, Stranger Land's not good. Next is Family Fang. Uh she's mm. with Jason Bateman in this one. They're Christopher Walken is their dad. I don't remember who their mother is, but like their parents are like big performance artists and they're constantly they constantly manipulated Kidman and Jason Bateman as kids into like being part of their art. And so there's like <laughs> resentment with them as adults and they're dealing with that. Uh like they never know if their parents are being serious or if it's like part of an act for another you know piece of performance art or something Um, uh again i'm sorry to say this so much i don't really like it but that's uh, fine (laughs) uh, again there's so many movies that there's bound to be like a whole bulk that she takes a lot of shots so yeah i I mean this is true for every actor i think this is not something against nicole kidman but if you're going to be in 70 movies most of them are not going to be perfect and powerful I mean, or even it, close to that i mean if you're a woman too you're not going to get daniel day lewis opportunities every single time you know it's not going you you don't get 13 like knock them out of the park and retire opportunities you just have to work um working is okay mm-hmm. now uh secret in their eyes which is the remake mm-hmm. of an Argentinian movie of I think it's the same name or yeah it's close uh, to it it's close have you seen either version of this 
Uh, I, I mean, they both seem. I. What did I see? I saw the. Uh, the I saw the Campanella. Is that the director? I saw his uh, "The Secret in Their Eyes." Um, uh, I, I don't know the director. Uh, he must be the Argentinian head. director. Yeah. You mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw that semi recently. Thought it was really great. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested. It's, it's not as good when you okay. put uh, Julia Roberts in there. I don't. Uh, yeah, that, just that not movie had a lot going on. The Argentinian one, though. There's a lot of things you could remake in there. I could see it. Yeah, uh, but you just don't need to. Yeah, you don't. That, it's it's complete. It, it doesn't offer any improvements. Fair. Um, and another dry, stuffy, historical novelist thing for me. Sorry, I just don't uh -oh. like these, and she's in so many of them. Genius. How do you feel about Genius? Because you have seen this one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I I like it. I, I will say Genius is one of my favorite books, so it, it it's difficult. Like, I think I had the movie rated really high a while ago, and then I was like, well, the movie isn't quite the book. Uh, so it's about Maxwell Perkins, who's kind of like in the circle of like Ezra Pound, and uh, and, and she plays i think we have to think of the kidman part so she's like a, a muse right for thomas wolf uh she plays his muse in it so she's like kind of separated from central character because really this is about maxwell perkins who is colin firth um one of my heroes as an editor like i think about editing all the time and maxwell perkins is one of my favorite guys uh, because he did all the edits of like hemingway who's known for his like terse like have heavily edited style and um ah, there's so much good stuff in here though like the Fitzgeralds are are in here in profile but there's so much detail in the book that that's just not able to fit into a movie like I've read the book many times surprisingly which is like kind of funny for a dry book about an editor right but I I love that I, I maybe just I, I mean I'm, so, I'm struggling not just entertaining because <laughs> it sounds like there are interesting things about it for the right audience like I'm not huge on nine either, but I think I got that up here. Maybe we can put genius up there on the same terms or it's at least interesting. Yeah. I, I wish it were really high because it's like my favorite story and it's like my favorite group to think about. Like I, like I named my daughter after Ezra Penn. I'm kind of in on this group, right? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I mean, see, just not, not just entertained. It's fine. I mean, I was entertained, but not more. Right. Yeah. That's what that means. Okay. That's fair uh now is lion which i it think she got cool. a supporting nomination for maybe uh i remember being really disappointed when i saw this but that okay. was like back in 2016 and i was that was like the first year i was paying attention to movies kind of mm -hmm. i was looking at the best picture nominees like going down and all these and like i watched this one and it's just like this guy uses google maps uh -huh. to find his family and that's it and I, I know <laughs> I, I tried it a few times and it seemed like there was nothing there to me so i'm fine with anything you want to i just i i tried getting through it i just can't right now uh, uh it might be a bit just harsh, not entertained. I would, I, i'm not entertained by it sorry it's, not i just a don't think there's a lot of meat there <laughs> and she's not in it too much either that that could arguably be not a no no she's she's in one of the house a lot isn't she hmm it's been a long time again, sure. since 2016 yeah uh how to talk to girls at parties uh, <laughs> i mean i, I kind of wanted this to be good i thought it could have been cool and i was kind of looking forward to it i think i saw it at a festival um yeah what is it um l fanning is an alien right nicole kidman yeah. is a punk rocker and oh, like... that sounds cool uh and it is uh from joan cameron mitchell who did a 
Hedwig and the Witch and the Rabbit Hole movie. Uh, so interesting for her, maybe. I don't oh, know. I didn't realize uh, he did Rabbit Hole. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So there's something there. I I just hated the movie. Like, I it just didn't work for me. I don't. I didn't I hate the movie at all. Okay, uh, you didn't. I, I personally, I would put it in not just entertained. I I think there's something there, like the, the wacky conceit of Elle Fanning trying to understand humans, and she's in this punk environment with like Nicole Kidman really giving it her all in this wild performance. I feel like I don't know. I, it I sounds good when it. you when you say it, and when I think about it, and when I want to see it, it sounds really good. But when I watched it, I just okay. I, I mean, I'm fine. You want let's do not just entertained because it's it's a cool thing, and it has like a holdover from rabbit hole which is you know maybe rabbit hole is seems better than this but i have to see it too so yeah that's yeah fine. and now i feel like we're back in the swing of things with her career where she's in more interesting movies at least for me because yeah now at least that's an interesting like, role i mean yeah it sounds yeah. great and now it's Yorgos Lanthimos's Killing of a Sacred Deer. I love this movie. You know, I saw a movie just yesterday that was very much Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, oh, yeah? Called The Uncle at Fantastic Fest in Austin. They're uh, doing, uh, you know, they do like those genre movies. And it's very like dark humor. It's like funny games and Killing of a Sacred Deer all at once, which is kind of a crazy thing. It's not as good as that sounds, but, you know, uh, I oh, love Yorgos. keep an eye out for that Moss. one, then. The uncle, you said. Yeah, the uncle. Yeah. Uh, and it's from Croatia. I haven't seen many Croatian films, so that's kind of cool. Um, hmm, I have this underrated. I actually like this much more than my rating. That's interesting. Had that happen. <laughs> I like this movie a lot. Uh, Did, uh, we put it in perfect and powerful, do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I need to bump mine up a lot because I think about this movie all the time. And Yorgos is one of my favorite directors. So my rating must have been a misclick. I have this now at 8 out of 10. <laughs> I love it um that happens by the yeah. way when you go through a ton of movies and you're just like trying to rank them all you 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 misclick uh, yeah of course but uh again she's supporting in it but she does uh, she channels that yorgo's energy <laughs> so well just that, that like, yeah sort of stilted like is this even do people talk like this what is going on who wrote this uh, like i don't know I she, mean, she does so well with it and we have the uh the Colin Farrell, Barry Keegan, like a, a preemptive thing before the band yeah, choose. Yeah. I love this movie. Why? Yeah, I mean, I need to watch it again because I, I'm feeling very warm about it. I'm, I'm happy as high as you want to put it. Uh, let's say that. Mm -hmm. And now Sofia Coppola's The Beguiled. Hmm. Uh, it's a remake <laughs> of a Clint Eastwood movie, which I have not seen. Okay, you haven't seen the Clint Eastwood. Interesting. No. Uh. uh it's pretty uh, much the same movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, yeah. I like the I like this Coppola version. Maybe I'll like the original too. I would put it in somehow reborn or magic, maybe. I don't know how uh, you feel about this one. That, I mean, I just do like not just entertain the uh, myself, but I mean if you like it that much, uh, the guild's a good idea for a movie. Yeah. I really do need to see that original one. Clint uh, Eastwood didn't direct that, did he? Who He's you know, in it, right? Yeah. Um, I I think he. I don't think he did direct it though, because I have all his movies even right here. Uh, yeah, this see. is another uh, yeah, one Don with Colin Farrell, right? I guess she did two movies with Colin Farrell in 2017 oh. with Killing of Sacred Deer and Beguiled. And I don't know if you know, like Colin Farrell's like in my you know top ten actors. He's like yeah, my of guy. So okay, you do know, and it's uh, Don Siegel. Uh, Banshees uh, of Inisherin number one last year, right? Or did you uh, move something up? 
no that was yeah my number one by far like one of my favorites of the last decade and uh, uh yeah the Clint Eastwood one's Don Siegel so that's uh you know <laughs> maybe you're maybe you're right maybe the Coppola one's better because uh, I don't know Don Siegel's well, like, I, did, I like, can't be right I haven't seen the original I don't know <laughs> yeah maybe though maybe you're you're on to something maybe maybe I'm cooking yeah maybe you're cooking uh, the Upside remake of oh my God, um, that, The Intouchables. That felt uh, so recent to me. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think this yeah. took two years to actually get released because, like, the okay. date on Letterbox says twenty seventeen, but I know it didn't get its wide release till twenty nineteen because that's when I would have seen it. Uh, yeah, it has yeah. all the problems The Intouchables does. It's it's not handling race in the best way. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, it's that thing where it's doing that but it's fine because maybe it's fine like i just do just not entertained but i think the untouchables i don't know it's it's a problematic movie yeah i, I don't know where to put it either way it's just fine. not entertained okay uh, i think i don't think it's like horribly offensive i don't know mm. i weird thing to say but <laughs> and i don't know like the cast is weird like kevin hart brian cranston was a, a weird thing to do with that remake uh, yeah i'm okay with it though okay destroyer this one is her properly in the lead again she's playing uh she was like a cop who had like an undercover mission that went wrong or something and she needs to like go back in and uh, did you see this one when it came out? I saw it when it came out and not since. Uh, someone else reviewed it for me. I was going to review it and then someone stepped up, but uh, by Karen Kuasama, who did uh, Jennifer's Body, which I think is amazing. Um, so I want to see it. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's great. I mean, it's not the kind of movie I would ever really find that great, I, mm. uh, to be honest. Uh, but I was not just entertained with it. I think she's very good in it. Uh, in terms of Nicole Kidman performances, I think. Uh, she has more to do with this movie than most of the other movies around here. So uh, mm. at least seat here for me. Okay, fine. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. let it above there, I think. Uh, okay. Even though I haven't seen it, I, <laughs> I've read enough. I've, I've edited a review. Uh, no, yeah, that's basically I, I want the to same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Boy Erased, which is not even the best like movie about uh, conversion camps from 2018, I think. There's the <laughs> one, I think, like there's the one with Chloe Grace Moretz from the same year, right? Yeah, I forget what that was called, but I I remember them both like distinctly coming at the same time. <laughs> yeah, Lucas Hedges uh, mm. as the lead, Russell Crowe is the dad, Nicole Kidman's the mom. I think is fine. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean Lucas Hedges is fine. It's good. Not just entertained. Yeah, that, that seems fine. Like I I'd give it like three out of five, maybe. Yeah. That's about what that tier should be, I think. Uh, Aquaman. Woohoo! Mm. What does uh, Aquaman say in uh, Justice League? Let's go to the water, boys. Uh, <laughs> is that um, not his catchphrase? <laughs> no, he, he has like some dumb catchphrase in Justice. I, I can't remember. We should move on. Uh, how do you feel about Aquaman? I know it's got an octopus who plays the drums. Is that enough for you? Might be. I, mean, I wish it were. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, okay just not entertained probably is fair and i don't think kidman like i don't think it's like a revelatory kidman movie. <laughs> it <laughs> no. doesn't really matter like in the arc of her career you know it's just something she was in yeah 
it is kind of funny that she's in that because if you look up all the movies around it, like they're all like <laughs> indie projects. Yeah. You know, she's she, doing movies for the art, and now it's right. just Aquaman in the middle of all that. If she was going to take on two superhero movies, you wouldn't guess they'd be like Batman Forever and Aquaman. <laughs> you like you'd think that they'd be like one of the prestige sides of ones, like one of the Nolan ones, or you know, something. Uh, yeah. Interesting. And the Goldfinch. Mm. Uh, good book. I think this one's a big dud. Good book, bad movie, maybe. Yeah, I really hated this movie. I was very frustrated watching it with it. I was mm. I didn't like. I didn't explore the ideas it wanted to. I just ugh, I hated it at the time. I would put it in Regal Ed unless you want to talk it up. No, you, <laughs> no. Okay. I mean I couldn't get through it. I tried it and I I turned it off. So I don't think I need to stick up for it bombshell i think this one's another stinker but it's at least a well-intentioned mm. stinker mm. i don't you like it more would you mm. how, uh, how do you want it hmm yeah i like it quite a bit actually really <laughs> okay. think because i think it's i think it's valuable to make these kinds of movies whether or not it's good um i think that there's importance to it and as a i'm trying to think of like whether i'm ranking it as a nicole kidman the or am i like saying that's it that's a movie i like right uh, oh i think we've crossed that line in both directions yeah. at many points we're not really consistent on it so sure yeah i think it's fine uh i think it's fine and not just entertained actually uh okay. I, I like the ensemble there I, i'm surprised you're not into it but maybe it's a little basic yeah uh I, and I've, I've been pushing a lot of movies down to lower tiers maybe we should be a bit more generous with some of these <laughs> right like our top three tiers are pretty barren but i think they they're strong if they're you know what's yeah. there is good movies and like when it comes down to it i don't think like it matters how much better australia is than bush christmas like, I mean, who, who, <laughs> yeah. who cares yeah. right i mean just not entertained uh, is a lot of it but that doesn't really represent how good of an actress she is because no, even in the no. bad things i think she's pretty good like yeah unless an actor is just extremely selective with what they do like daniel day lewis or something and like most actors can't afford to do that that, especially actresses yeah yeah i mean they want to be getting parts while they're i mean you hate to say but like young enough for women um is important to like get them in while you're of an age where unfortunately people will cast um and now the prom uh this is this is about some like broadway people who are like they're in failing shows they're not very good and they hear this viral story about this small town who won't let uh the lesbian uh student like go to prom with her girlfriend and they go there and they're like trying to convince all those townspeople to change or something they're they're pathetic they're purposely pathetic but james corden is also one of it and it's 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 just so annoying everything about that movie i don't like it at all uh nicole kidman gets to she's the bob fossey kind of character out of all of them she gets to she probably has the best musical number i will say out out of all of them so this is like the second fossey kind of thing she's done after nine uh yeah it was a struggle to watch (laughs) very long it's ryan murphy i mean i I just don't like Ryan Murphy. I'm not going to watch it because uh, okay. I, I think people know why people don't like him. Maybe uh, it's a big Netflix deal, and you know how prominent he is in his shows, and, and how many shows he has that are just like really mediocre is kind of why. 
Um, don't care about Ryan Murphy's movies. How do you feel about Aaron Sorkin now this time directing? Being the Ricardos. <laughs> uh, which somehow she got an Oscar nomination for. I mean, I guess... Did she? <laughs> yeah, she did. Like, I think three people got Oscar noms out of that movie. <laughs> do you like, think anyone's top... seen that movie since, like, last year, let's say? Like, has anyone 2023 watched this on purpose? I, I don't think so. Unless someone, like, just discovered Aaron Sorkin and they... I right. Know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're doing a Sorkin watch, it's maybe maybe worthwhile. No, um, but it, it's terrible. He should not be directing. Like he he's a, he's mm. a fine writer. Molly's Game was actually like okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, what else? Not There's Chicago a, Seven. I rated yeah, so, it too high when I reviewed it. I was I was too in on trial. We put it down a Regal ad then. Okay. Yeah. And her last movie to date, The Northman. Robert Eggers, not it's my it's my least favorite Eggers movie, but that doesn't but that's, mean too much. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, me too. But that's that that still ended up in my top like of that year, you know. Yeah, I uh, mean, how high do you how do, how much do you like this, Colin? I love it. I, I would say somehow reborn, but I I don't know like if it's really a, a great like exib- exhibition of Kidman, so I don't know how to do that. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. I mean, most of these movies aren't great yeah. exhibitions of Kidman, but somehow reborn. Yeah, I can it. definitely go at least that high. I could. Okay. I, I thought you might want to put it up in magic, but you know, this is. I, fine. I think I have it at eight out of ten or so, which is like a high eight that I I love Eggers. Um, besides Glazer, maybe my favorite of the modern directors. Um, yeah, that, we'll see. We'll find out about well. both of them. <laughs> they they both have three <laughs> movies, right? <laughs> we'll see yeah uh and so yeah that's all of nicole kidman's feature films to date oh we we did skip over like some stephen merchant thing that i think it's like part of his show or like a movie oh. out of his show but she, <laughs> she appears as herself in it so i didn't okay. watch it i don't care i'm sorry brits i don't like your comedy <laughs> wow <laughs> the stacks uh, on notice yeah. um what's Next. What- What's it coming is. up for Nicole Kidman? She's in Aquaman too. That that'll be yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's soon. Uh, so I'm kind of glad we're not that ending with that. Walking out of test screenings of or right, isn't that happening? Everybody yeah. hates Aquaman too. And I don't really recognize anything else she's in coming up. Um, we'll see. Uh, I think she still has a great career, as shown by the AMC ads. Uh, if you had to place the AMC ad, wouldn't you put Perfect and Powerful? would be the oh yeah of, of yeah. course if not higher we have to invent a new tier <laughs> yeah like a s i don't want to say ss uh something else like a s, s-, s- plus, plus. Yeah. yes uh yeah perfect i think uh you know yeah i mean i, I joke about it all, all the time and everybody does but like i i really i i do think it's a just a very it's such an interesting thing to exist to me also because like i had just randomly decided to watch a lot of nicole kidman movies before that even happened Mm -hmm. and then like that i see that ad for the first time it would have been like september 2021 and it's just like a big joke on me like now (laughs) she is in front of every movie i see yeah uh, and like the thing is like when i saw it the first time i was just like oh they got a bunch of actors they're all gonna talk about how great it is to be back at the movies after the pandemic like next week it's gonna be joaquin phoenix talking or something i don't know but (laughs) it's it's her every time i I just think that is the funniest thing 
I just think it, it's brilliant because it's like <laughs> her experience of going to the movies is she's like so dressed up and then she sits in the middle <laughs> and nobody sits in the theater with her. It's like it's AMC's <laughs> she, advertisement she, is of empty theaters. She's Very watching funny. Jurassic World and La La Land and Creed yeah. 2 all alone or, or not Creed 2 Creed and Wonder Woman right those are all the movies right. and the thing yeah I, yeah I mean they're kind of interesting selections too uh possibly what do you think very... the movies are going to be for the sequel oh um what, what do you think I think we're going with Australia Happy Feet um <laughs> Aquaman uh, Paddington yeah yeah. Paddington 2 would be great in the sequel. I would maybe assume. like a few frames of BMX bandits. That'd be that'd be good. I don't think but they should just make the stunt double. Uh, maybe they should just leave the ad as it is. It's perfect as it is. Uh, okay. Perfect. Uh, do you powerful. think we should recap this list at all, or do you not want to list 75 films? I mean, should we maybe just do like the first few tiers that are just like these are movies we recommend. Um, yeah, let, let's start at C tier, go up, mm-hmm. and then say anything we didn't just mention is not really worth if, your time. If you want a reference, you could just look on, we'll have a YouTube link in the description. Yeah. And if you're watching yeah. on YouTube, you could just watch. Okay. Uh, can you see these well enough to say them yourself, or do I need to read them um, off? Uh, I think I might. Uh, okay, I think I could do it. Um, okay, S tier, perfect and powerful, eyes wide shut, Mulan Rouge, birth. Killing a Sacred Deer, A for Magic, uh, Dead Calm, The Others, Dogville, and Paddington, B, Somehow Reborn, uh, Portrait of a Lady, Cold Mountain, Stoker, um, The Beguiled, and The Northman. Those are all great movies. I like all these movies. Yeah, you've seen everything in the top three tiers then, right? Is that how we ended up here? I think so. I hope I didn't like balance it out where like things that were deserving didn't get in because I didn't see them. Uh, do you feel that happened? No, 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 I don't think so at all. I mean, if anything, it's like me seeing things makes them go down. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if I were just doing this alone, Genius would have like somehow ended up in like Perfect and Powerful and I would have just talked about Hemingway and Ezra Pound for like an hour. Uh, <laughs> I'd listen. So at least it like balances us out. Maybe there's an opportunity for that one day. I need to get one of my like editing friends in on it. Uh, something. Uh, I feel good. Uh, I feel good about the list. Uh, yeah, check out the YouTube video if you're not already watching it. And if you if you want to see the whole list, maybe we can just post an image of the whole thing on the Twin Geeks Twitter. I don't know. Or I don't know if you're still using that. Yeah. 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 We're still on the Twitter and uh, the X and the what else? What else? Are the, the Blue Ski. Blue Ski, as people are calling it. Uh, threads. <laughs> it's it's funny like these aren't even prominent enough that you're like oh that's instant recognition like i have to think of what these apps are that i use now um cool uh well i hope you were not just entertained but uh somehow reborn thank you so much matt yeah thanks for having me on calvin Conversations and I post them online for entertainment. It's nice to know at least you listen to the show because it's quite.
the possibility that nobody is listening to me in this modern world. Things have changed. Everybody's entertaining. Who's being entertained? Thank you for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate you took the time to hear what I have to say. Oh, thank you for listening to my podcast. You have millions of choices and you picked mine out of all the voices.